0: Y'all know what it is. It's a work Wednesday, baby. And I'm excited about this Wednesday because it's no quarter November. Oh, and if you have not seen the video yet from Canon Press, you are missing out. Them boys over there putting in that work. Not only that, not only that, but I have one of my mentors on the line with me. The Darren Doan himself. So if you have a company out there and you're trying to put in that work and you might want a little advice on how to do your marketing, you better tune in and share the show because the only way you're going to get to talk to him and on this show is if I've seen through the spaces that you have shared the show, if I see on social media that you have shared the show. And if you have, then I'll let you come in and get to talk to Mr. Doan himself. But before I bring him in to talk about... Work. I want to lay out some four points about work too. We'll do that. We'll see how much time we have them for. I want to talk about my lovely sponsor who is putting in some lovely work themselves. Look at this mug. How do you get a mug like this? Unless you're putting in that work. Let me taste my water from. mm. Ah, Makes everything taste better. Go to newhearttreasures.com. Newhearttreasures.com. Check them out. I'm here because they make stuff and you buy it. So, if you like this show. Go buy something from them and tell them thank you for producing this show very grateful all right without any further ado enough of that rihanna work 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 stuff (laughs) this no quarter november that does not even need any introduction
1: enjoy welcome back to no quarter november for 11 months out of the year i'm notoriously timid as cautious and as polite as a Southern Baptist raising funds for the ERLC. But the month of November is a time for taking no prisoners and for granting no quarter. If you think of my blog as a shotgun, this is the month when I saw off all my typical careful qualifications and blast away with a double-barreled shorty. Everything we do this month will be focused on one singular goal. We want to help you apocalypse-proof your family. Thank you, honey. But why should you listen to me about such things? Well, when it comes to culture war and culture building, we've been at this for half a century now, much longer than such things have been cool to talk about in the green room at G3. Like my parents taught me, a strong family isn't possible without quick, full, and honest confession of sin without any wussy excuse making. And especially now, it's just as important not to confess and repent of things that aren't really sins. Because lying is bad and so is being a wuss. tuned all month because this November each week we'll have a theme that will guide all our book and content giveaways as we help you get your own family prepped and resilient for the countless cultural curveballs that are just around the corner. We're going to be covering leadership and raising boys and gratitude and a whole lot more. It's November so you better believe that we're here to give away a bunch of stuff.
0: From them right now. To, oh my god like, like, on away. the line with me right now to talk about work one of the most working men that i know uh, in the industry taught me how to work too darren you know this whole conversation i want to have about work first of all man i just i gotta let you respond to that video because you know you're a filmmaker yourself you 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 make things what, what do you think man do they do they outdo their last videos or is it how what's the what's the scale one to ten how'd they do
2: I give it a 10 because you can tell they're just having way too much fun.
0: Way too much.
2: There's a, there's a level where you're, you know, if serious filmmakers want to get around a table, you know, and discuss amongst themselves what, you know, how to shoot things, how to compose things, all that stuff. That's like, that's like one conversation that people like to get together and do. But when you start communicating things to the world, um, it's just a different game, and so you you watch a piece like that, and it's it totally captures who they are and what they're trying to do, but yeah. take a real serious subject and laugh all the way through it, yeah, that's the joyfulness that you know people um talk about, or at least you think about Doug's ministry is like where's where's that joyfulness? in the midst of all things. Like, are you still laughing through the pandemic? Are you still laughing through the one millionth time you've been called a cult leader? Are you still laughing, you know, through um, one more- Being
0: called a racist.
2: (laughs) You beat me to it. Right. (laughs) Like, um, so, I mean, when when I watch it, I saw it this morning, much like everybody else, you know, I mean, it, it came on and I was having coffee at like six twenty in the morning and uh, I was watching it and I was just I was just struck by how they just have so much joy through all the kind of serious stuff that they are taking on
0: um, when um, so part of the conversation I, I want to talk a little bit about them too but um, I, I kind of want to get to you know one of the things that you've been on for a long time what you gave a talk on christian filmmakers back in what 2006 was it 2007 when did you give that talk 2008
2: when bro i mean i i was just trying to remember the other day um and i know that i i know where i was living and so i know it's got to be over 15 years
0: ago. <laughs> yeah, 15 years ago. And still yeah. probably one of the, one of the more impactful talks and something that keeps coming back around where the 50 sunrises from that or 30 sunrises from that talk. And and your whole point was the fact that Christians particularly have a very poor work ethic. And so I just have to ask you cuz I asked David Bonson this and David wouldn't put tell me on the show because he didn't want it to feel like it was a thing of pride or he's bragging or anything. But what is your work schedule time? When do you start working? When do you shut down? How? Do, what is your, your time frame of work?
2: It's pretty seasonal, actually, right? I yeah. have times of pretty um, heavy, you know, up at 5, working on stuff at 5.30, um, trying to get that, then break at 7 because that's when my kids are up, you know my wife's been up doing her thing and having that 7 to 8 o'clock kids getting ready going to school taking kids to school i mean our kids are all different ages now some kids drive themselves some are going early some are taking kids my wife's going here drop you know so there's a you know 8 to you know even that 8 to 9 and then back and then it can go all the way till that 5 6 p.m. 6:30 p.m. And then still trying to get stuff late at night. Yep. And still grabbing stuff on the weekend, depending on what the projects are. Um, I'm a little later, you know, in my career now where I've been able to take some um, luxury and Hey, my son's playing football and I'm able to coach. So I'm going to be ready to coach at three o'clock Yeah, three o'clock, be on the field at four and then coaching till six. And so that, takes up time, but then I gotta make up for that time later and stuff like that. Um so I go through seasons of um up at five, starting at 5 30, and you know, I I own my own business, so it never really stops. Now, if you want the truth, like the truth truth is right now I'm in a season where I'm up at six having coffee by six twenty thinking about life and work till about seven um doing that thing um by the time everyone takes off starts their day and school and all that i've been hitting the hot tub for like a half i love cold air and i love the hot tub but again i'm just thinking i'm just thinking about what's happening next year get out of the hot tub cold plunge or a cold shower another cup of coffee sit i've been sitting for two to three hours in my house a day just thinking
0: just okay I'm thinking, gonna...
2: dear thinking about what's going on i'm just so it's a different kind of work i'm just thinking and praying
0: so some of that is a kingly work because of where you were in your career it's a kingly setup right yeah. where You're, 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 you're managing a lot more, you're managing people, but as young men who are on their grind, what kind of work schedule should they have?
2: I mean, me, 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 me and you have talked about this, you know, um, I'm more interested in opportunity. I'm, Mm. I'm more interested. Like are, are people looking for like real opportunity And then if you can get access to that opportunity, how do you entrust somebody to let you soak up as much information as possible for as long as possible? I mean, I I, it's hyperbole, but I mean, honestly, if if Elon Musk called you today and said, David, do you want to follow me around for the next thirty days?
0: Full access? Yes, yes, yes. Of course.
2: What are you not going to ask?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm opening up a dictionary of questions.
2: Right. Are you going to ask how much he's going to pay you?
0: Not even a question. Nope.
2: Are you going to ask if he's going to pay for your transportation out to wherever he's at? I, I'll pay him. I'll pay right. him. <laughs> are you going to ask, well, when I'm there, are you paying for my meals?
0: Not even a question.
2: And so I. I try to give this not even advice because I don't even know if anyone ever listened to the, to the the advice, but I try to give this perspective because no matter where you're at, especially when you're young, anybody with more experience than you is Elon Musk. Mm. And so if you're going to go grind and make some money, put some money in the bank, do that so then you can find anyone Anyone with more experience than you is Elon Musk. And I'm just not sure if people really want to invest in that, but um, you know, it's sort of like the gospel, David, you become a Christian and all you want to do is save the, you want to save every single person you come in contact with. And then you really get a sense of like a covenantal view of the world. And you're like, you know what? Maybe I'll stop trying to save the world and I'll just try to save my kids. If I could just, uh, I'm almost at that moment now with business and opportunity. I just think in terms now of like, well, I've been trying to share this with people, trying to talk to people about it. My oldest daughter's 18 and I got seven in a few days and then it's 14, 13. They're all coming up. You know what? I'm just ready to have the company with me. And take advantage of opportunity because I don't know if people truly understand that concept of opportunity. Um, And and every time I post about it on social media, hey, go work for free, get that experience. I mean, the level of engagement on like, you know, this take is complete crap. You got to get that money. You got to get paid for what you're worth. You got to get, like, don't you dare tell anyone to go work for free to get taken advantage of. And so I try to take a read on what's out there. And this does not seem to be like a, it doesn't seem to be a popular option where when you present with the Elon Musk scenario, everyone says "Well, I would drop everything in a, in in a heartbeat. You know, it's funny you said David Bonson, you know, like I, I, I had the opportunity to spend a day morning tonight with David Bonson. Just so I could watch what he did. You know, and that's because I I didn't ask him to pay for my ticket down. I didn't want. I filmed the whole day. I did like I like I I got to be with David and watch him. And I and I can honestly say I think very few people can outwork me, bro. I wasn't even close to the level of output David Bonson puts in.
0: I know. I felt like that just talking to him. And I think that goes right inside of the conversation I want to have, which is I think, Darren, I think I've got enough people convinced. Their people are convinced enough that they need to work. I still think their principles on why they need to work are all screwed up. So, mm. but but they're getting to the point where I think they understand the importance that they need to work. What they're not getting, and I don't think is crossing over yet, is the joy, the satisfaction, in it, the happiness in it, uh, the uh, the appreciation for it. And but there's another aspect to it that I think comes with all that, which is most people are are comfortable working and not getting hot. And this is a conversation that you and I had offline. And I was like, man, we got to talk about this online. Cause you just recently posted a video of about Post Malone. I got I got it right here so I can play it. Cause I think this is important. And and, okay. and let me just let me just set this up a little bit because people will work and then they wonder why their working doesn't bring fruitfulness, right? And it's because they just don't get hot because they get trapped by how everybody else feels about them. Either too proudful in their own work. They don't find a mentor, which we'll get to in just a second. But this is the thing that kicked off the whole conversation for me. But I don't listen to Post Malone. Uh, I don't feel him. Never have, probably never will. He's just not my cup of mayonnaise. (laughs) Okay, so most people don't know who's talking right here. We got it. We got to let people know. Like, because you come from this world, you come from this, you know exactly who's, we're we are talking about Charlemagne, he calls himself Charlemagne the God, right? Charlemagne, Hot 975, they are one of the most popular hip hop talk shows out there, if not the most important. If you're going to drop an album, if you're going to do anything inside of the urban culture, hip hop culture, you have to go to them. Matter of fact, Hillary Clinton, who was running for president, had to stop on their show and talk to them. Everybody talks to you guys these guys are massively important if they poo poo on your album then good luck making it right like it, it, it. this is the
2: gatekeeper in pop culture hip hop and R&B
0: Facts. Malone, Are we here for him starting a label? Oh my god. Post Malone is trash, Hit man. Mayonnaise Music Group. That's gonna be the name of his. <laughs> <first year. laughs> I don't listen Yo! to Post Malone. Yo! oh my I hate, god. I hate Post Malone. And don't this is this. his debut album, by the way. So, you know, you've heard the mixtapes and everything. Mm-hmm.
1: Did you listen to it? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. I might, though. What do you mean, absolutely not? You <laughs> might like it. You might like it. I, I might, though. Somebody did recommend it. I'm lying.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and you tweeted once that
1: um, I don't know,
0: I don't follow you on Twitter. Just... <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <laughs> well, the new album "Stoney" is in stores right. Well, we really don't have nothing else to talk to you, <laughs> you about know, because is... um, you know, you got one record. That... Okay, you you posted that on what was it um, I think it was in... Instagram. Is... Yeah, I, yeah.
2: In... And LinkedIn, yeah. And by the way, now I'm thankful I cut out all the curse words because then <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, you want to spend the time editing. But Instagram's got the new editing feature inside. You could post. And I was like, you multiple clips. But anyway, that's another story. But I was like, you know, I'll just go ahead and take out all the swear words and, and it's paying off.
0: Do you remember what you said when you posted it? I think so. Um, he's just, yesterday <laughs> yeah. but you post, so um, you post so much, you post so much,
2: but he looked, I, I was trying to make the point that Charlamagne, the God, who was the gatekeeper was being disrespectful. He's being rude. I don't like the term bully. I don't think I've ever used the term bully, but when you use your power, meaning you're on his show. And he's flexing on you in a very rude way. There's this bully aspect because he's got the leverage. So I'm I'm tempted to almost use that that word. Um, But, you know, Posty just looked him straight in the eye. Didn't really flinch. And then went on to be the biggest artist in every genre. And so there he is playing the game in rap. And they're laying into him, and a lot of the stuff with Charlemagne is actually even deeper because he's—it's racist too. I mean, it's funny. It made me think a lot about like <clears throat> if I even wanted to use the term racist, because um, he's leaning into him, saying like he's got no right to have cornrows. Later in that interview, and you know, you're just you know you don't you don't have any respect for black culture. I um, mean, he was just sort of going on and on. Um, what what I found was really fascinating was when I first went and listened to Post Malone. I was late to the game on, yeah. on I was like, oh, I need to go really hear this rapper. And so I went and got his first album, and I was like, He ain't even rapping. I was like, Wait, who is this guy? What is wait What is going on here? Like, he's the, you go about his first album. He's not even rap. He doesn't really rap. And he's not even really hip-hop per se. And then and then when you realize that he's just everything, um, it just, to me, made it a little bit sweeter that if you look at what Post Malone has done, um, he's now the biggest artist in every genre. And he was only there because actually they wanted to put him in that box. And he got in that box for a promo gig and was treated like that. And it's really interesting that now he has no genre. He just has zero genre. And, and at the end of the day, no one's going to remember Charlemagne. Um, but but they're going to remember Post Malone. And I didn't post it for, for this sort of like, look what you can do when you have haters. Or look what you can do. Um, I just liked it because it just shows what it looks like when you put yourself out there. And people call you trash. Now you might be, but you don't usually really get called out for being trash when you really get a platform. Like trash doesn't usually make it per se to be able to have the ability to have that deep of a conversation. Um, But I just liked it because he was just sitting there and, and it wasn't like he was fighting back per se. He was just taking the shots like, okay, go ahead. Take your shots. And then to, and then, to me, it's hard to articulate, but that last post there is him on, you know, was posted like a couple weeks ago. He's on Sirius XM, Howard Stern Music. He's on the biggest radio platform in all the world. And he's doing an Allison Chains song. <laughs> like, so he's there in the early days and they're basically saying, you're whack, you ain't rap. And it's like, yeah, I, I, I guess you're right. You know, I mean, he just, it just, it just, it's just, it's a really interesting story to me.
0: I think so much of when, when you posted that for me, I was thinking of like, this is why you work hard mm-hmm. and you do the, and you work hard and you have to know what you're doing. It has a teleos has an in, let's say that Post Malone absolutely was trash when he first came out and he wasn't, he wasn't everybody's cup of tea. He was fit in his own category and other people didn't like him. But if he judged himself by everybody else's standards, he wouldn't have continued working on his craft. Right, or, sure. or if he didn't take them seriously. That's two areas for me. Post Malone could have said, you know what? Maybe I am trash. Maybe I need to get hot. Maybe I need to develop my skill a little more. I don't have to. We hear, we hear critiques of what we do, and we take them so personally as if the critiques themselves have a tilios. Right? We act like the critiques are the end of what we're making, and they're not. They're just w- commenting on where we are. And so we stop instead of working out that thing. Look, creation was worked out in seven days. And, you know, you didn't, God didn't stop after day one, right? And then after he finished and rested, he handed it off to man to even bring it more glory. And so it's not like... It ever stop, And so we're at this place. And I think when we start talking about work and start doing things, again, we'll, we'll start the work, but then we neglect to get hot because of the criticism that comes with it. When you see what Moscow has been building, when you see what Cannon Press has been building and Doug's been building, a lot of people are looking at the fire and the blowtorch and they're like, what is going on over there? Right? But when you're working and you're getting hot, and you're the one starting the fires, you create a whole nother economy for people to talk about you who are doing nothing. Right? Mm. Right. Right. You know? And this is what we got to remember. Go ahead.
2: And well, and especially now, because we, because you have to post it, right? Especially now, you're, you, you used to, you used to be able to only have people around you in the office possibly talking good or bad about you. Right now you have to be communicating what you're doing your resume is live at all times like your resume is live 24 7 at all times because that's how it works now and that's just a bigger you know potential you know but not really i mean it's not i mean i mean i have i still have cracked 5000 followers on Instagram. Now I've never tried to grow my Instagram, but you know, if if when people talk bad about me within my own space, I mean it's like what eight people. I mean, so even like the noise.
0: But let me know, know, I got to D I got to interrupt you about your Instagram and your social media because I oh I got while I'm doing that, let me say, I want to thank everybody on X because I got I hit nineteen thousand folks following me on X, so I just gotta say thank you for everybody who followed me on X. That's that's a big accomplishment. Uh, but I gotta I, say though, and and I brought that up to say this very point. I bet money that you've made more money off of your followers on Instagram than I've made off of my nineteen thousand followers on X, and this is why. Because everybody is chasing the wrong thing. And you've told me this a long time. I'm talking for you. But this is stuff you've told me where people are chasing five million. And you've always said you need to chase the right five. Right? It ain't about like the exorbitant amount of numbers. It's about the quality of the people that you reach.
2: Yeah. And I've been trying to find ways to articulate just that, um, especially recently, because that really is the big shift of what we're going into next year in regards to data and actual results. You know, I've, I'm not, you know, we're going to hopefully leave this world of impressions and like and followers. Like all I know is that what I've been doing at the amount, I've been doing it with the amount of followers I have almost the same over on LinkedIn as well. Um, I, I mentioned this last time I jumped in on, on on one of your conversations. Like You can really only do about two platforms yourself. Um, to do more than two platforms, you actually need a team around you to help do that. But uh, but on my two platforms, I've got probably 3,000 and then somewhere around 5,000. So I have less than 10,000 people total um, on all my platforms. Combine them actively on. And I'm, I'm making a really good living. And so I'm, and so to me, I'm, I'm I'm only concerned with, with that, like not the impressions, not the numbers. I look at my bank account. I look at my bank account. I do everything on social media, all my brand build, all my marketing, all my advertising. I just look at my bank account and does my bank account number go up the, the more I do even for those couple thousand people. So I haven't grown my audience in years, but I try to facilitate and provide stuff to those who are there. I mean, a couple thousand people, the right people yep. is is so powerful. And so I've just, I've never been concerned on trying to, I just, from day one, I was like, I'm just not going to concern myself with that. I was gifted. I was blessed. All grace. That in the early days of Instagram, back when we were in Thousand Oaks, Brent Smith said, Go follow my boy, Doan. Mm. And so a band like Shine Down says, Hey, go follow my boy, Doan. And I think it went to 3,000 people. Okay. Now I'm, I'm at about 4,500 now, which means it still took five years to go from 3,000 to 45. Like five years, so that's that's not a lot, but that's just been the natural growth of me communicating. I remember when I started all all, all this five years ago. I was like, God's given me a couple thousand people here. That all came from Shine Down,
0: right? Okay, right, right. What is that?
2: What What does that mean? Is that my audience? Is that hey? All I know is if I'm if I'm a band and a five hundred people show up, it's not my job to ask, is this my audience? my job to communicate to them, put a show on and see if I can make them a fan. And so mm. I just, what God gave me and, um, and then just stayed on that. And I still did it and still do it mainly just as a place for me to, to have a, have a sketchbook and a, in a diary of thoughts and creative process. And along the way, people have really connected with that, um, But I'm only looking at my bank account. I'm only looking at the business numbers. I'm not looking at anything else except is it going up. That's the only thing I'm looking at.
0: So, D, I want to talk to you about getting hot because what does it take? And what I mean by that is I mean to take your craft and your skill and to develop it in such a way that it goes from eh, to, oh, that's fire. And what does the time period take to develop that skill? Because you've been there from the beginning. You know, you've been there uh, watching your your dad in the film industry, in the beginning of the music industry, uh, filmmaking in the music industry, the punk rock era, all the way up to the current situation now. What does it take to take a craft, regardless of what it is, and then to, to develop that into something that's hot? And how long does it take? What is What are some key things people need to take away from I, I mean, you can apply this to any business.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think the way you specifically asked it is you have to put, I mean, I'll try to make it a, I'll try to make it formulaic. So it's like, maybe has some meat on the bone. (laughs) Um, I would think at least five hours a day on whatever it is you want to get hot at. Mm legitimate five hours a day like we've got some guys at my company right now who have been here I don't know since summer and they're they're putting in five six seven eight hours a day in just editing but you know editing here is editing it's music supervision it's sound design it's trailers it's long form it's I mean so five, eight hours a day. And it's been, you know, let's just say June, July, August, September, October, five, six months. And man, they're getting good. It's, I mean, they're, they're getting real good, but they had the opportunity here to actually be sitting on stuff and working on stuff five to eight hours a day. So I don't know. I don't know many people who say I want to get good at let's say using my iPhone or taking photos and, and and who would honestly spend five hours a day, five to eight hours a day somewhere for even six months working on it. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see people doing that. Now some people don't have the opportunity. I totally get that, you know, but, but there are two hours a day before you get to work and, and there are three, four hours a day after work that you could commit um, to doing it. So I, I don't even see people doing six months of eight hours a day. So I think the simple answer is like, you just have to put time, legitimate focused time into doing something and then say, I have, I have to do this three, four five years. I mean, think about what it takes just to be a good chef. Mm. Just not just the time, but the people you have to be around. The ingredients you actually can't—you can't be broke trying to learn how to be a chef. Under I mean, you get, you have to get stuff, try stuff. Where do you get, you know, where do you get different types of corn and chilies and different? I mean, it's like so you say you you need to be around stuff, and then it just takes hours and hours and hours. I was talking to my my barber about this, and they and they were talking about that. Like, I said, well, do you know, do you think you need to have a license to be a barber? And They said, well, and this is interesting because you know me, I'm like I don't want a license for anything. They're like, well, if you go an apprentice, as far as being a barber, they ain't going to let you touch a head for a while. Facts. And they say, on average, it's about five years apprenticeship around a barber. They said, but when you go to school to get your license, you're cutting heads on day one. And so the one year of experience, because you're always cutting, you're always cutting and then go an apprentice and then, you know, and that person made the case, like, because all I was looking for was opportunity and access in that scenario. And if it turns out that the place where you can get the actual license is the place where you're getting the most opportunity, then I'm all for it because that trumps everything. So time, you need time, you need hours, and there's got to be a kind of single mindset like I've I, I need to learn something and I need to put the hours in and it's it's daunting. It is very daunting. I I I look back now at what I've been able to do just from the amount of time I put into my craft and it freaks me out. I don't I don't know if it's for everybody. But here's the thing you will be forced to put the time in for something. So if you can have a little bit of that kind of fire to be like, maybe I'll push towards something I think I might be interested in. I, I think you might have a better chance of um, having a little more contentment in your life.
0: How much time I got you for? Cause I know you got to run.
2: Let's go. We're good. Let's keep going.
0: Okay. Okay. Cause I, I had a list and I wonder if you want to add to I think you've already hit some of the things I had on my list. And I okay. wanted to run this by you. I got this list. So part of the reason that I started this whole thing was we I wanted to I got sick of seeing all the garbage and crap on social media that people who were Christians were sharing. We share and promote our opposition far better than we share and promote ourselves our Christian things, our Christian worldviews. And I think part of the problem was because maybe we're not making enough for people to be able to share. You know, I, I have a few friends that make great content that I have to share it. I have a friend that makes cookies that look so amazing. I want to eat my computer screen or whatever it is that I have in front of me, right? And But I noticed that that gives me a, a reaction too, a visceral reaction one way or another. When I see a video clip of Dilvin Mulvaney with a thong on dancing because it was in my feed, thank you, Christian friends, it it makes me want to vomit through my screen. <laughs> so I get an attitude towards this in one way or another. And I notice we don't make enough stuff for each other to share, to say, hey, here goes great content, consume it, engage with it. And we are the people who have wives and children, and we should have beauty in abundance overflowing from our house, that these should be things that we should be sharing constantly, Oh, this is beautiful. Oh, this is amazing. My wife made this. You do this all the time, right? <laughs> hey, Natalie just made this cake, and you're showing it out there I'm like, oh, I, they're only down the street. I should go over their house. Yeah. So, the- <laughs> I mean, knockin'. Hey, y'all. Let me get some of that. Um, so, there is this culture that is vibrant and and bubbling over that is not making its way into, like you say, the resume of the world, right? Our resume is ever, and and there isn't a place for us to be able to pull this stuff stuff up and share it and put it out. Uh, We don't see it because people aren't putting it out there one reason or another. And so I'm like, how do I encourage people to start making content? And so I started doing from Monday to Friday, a show every day to try and encourage, say, listen, if I can do this every day, surely you could do this. But to do this, I have to learn how to get better, right? I have to develop the skills, have to do it. So um, I talked to uh, Jason Farley about this, and he kind of gave me this four-part list. And I'm just kind of maneuvering it and um, working through it to try and say, okay, this is what I believe are the four elements to not work, but the ability to make work better, right? Make the thing better. One of them is input. And this is what I think you were getting at. And You got to go and find somebody, find find the thing and learn about it. If you're making houses, if you're trying to build houses, go online, go to YouTube, study the guys who are building how is a house made. They're telling you all the information. It's all out there. Learn about it and start inputting it. Get the books, read the magazines. You should just, like you said, be obsessive in some way with learning about everything you can about a house. And I want to take it a step further understand the impact of building a house and all the other economic realities that building a house bring into uh your world housing is so important because of why understanding that that's just the input getting all that information in because now you're able to make decisions about housing why you build it this way why you build it over here whatever it is you understand the industry and all about it so you got to get input my own something am my preaching okay all right our did you just jump in here yeah, no, no, and I heard
2: kind of back to back things I, 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 I heard Raymond Green talking about this and I also heard the Ray Davis or Ray Davies who's a manager as well and he said look it, they, they're both talking about this concept where um, I think it was Ray Davies that said um, look he's got he's got artists he manages that know that they got millions of dollars. They know when they finish making songs, their bank account goes up. They know when they go play a a concert, they get paid X amount of money, and they know they're wealthy and they know what they are doing. He said, but they don't know what's happening. Wow. He's like, that's they don't look. They don't know why um, the music's working, meaning they don't know what the record label's doing. Even though they show up at the gig, they don't know what the promoter had to do and what was going on behind the scenes to get that number negotiated and what he said. So they're rich, they're wealthy. They got millions. They know when they do X, Y happens, but they don't know why any of it is actually happening. So those are some people then, and then kind of connect to Draymond Green. Draymond was saying, most agents act as if you work for them. He said, but my agent works for me and educates me on why we're doing what we're doing, how it works, why it's going to work. He says, and once you get that mindset going, it changes everything in regards to the things you think you can do. And so I think you're, you're touching on that.
0: Mm. All right. This is, goes to the second point that I think you made. Actually, this was the first thing you said on the show when we started. And this is called Imitate. I call it so input, and then we go to Imitate. Now, imitate. I think has a, a side. I think you put a slash and say find a mentor, because imitation is doing the thing that you want to do by finding somebody else who's done it really, really, really well, right? And so, and then you start imitating how they do it, and how they create. Uh, it was funny because the thing that popped into my head immediately is the trailer that I did for Founders. Nobody knew who originally made it. They thought you did. (laughs) I appreciate that. (laughs) But it's because a long time ago through Twitter at the time, that was actually its name. I found you who had a school to teach people how to do video and filmmaking and editing and all that stuff. And I went out and stayed with you for 11 days. You put me up 11, 12 days in your house. I'm going to tell on you. You actually had a limo come and pick me up from the airport, mm-hmm. um, and yeah. that messed me up a little bit. Uh, <laughs> but in that moment, and, and like, since then, I like
2: things. I like it's not bougie. I just like things to be comfortable. It was comfortable. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I ain't gonna lie. I was a little disappointed. I didn't have I didn't, one the second time.
2: Yeah. I, I it was too late. I,
0: I, <laughs> I, hey, you know what though? I want to be comfortable oh it was about your comfort i see (laughs) i'll take it no but you got to find somebody who's doing it well and imitate them like you have to but
2: but i would still push back on that and say yes i I agree with that but i don't know if people really know what you just said like that's that's like saying you got to win the lottery like um, a a mentor is not. Can I can I convince somebody in my town? Can I convince the guy in town who already gets off on thinking he's the guy in town, right? To coffee with me. Like that's not a mentor. And so, I think the starting point of mentor it's just so much crazier and gnarly people think of a mentor like it like if i could just add 10% of a mentor in my life you got to flip that it's 90% mentor like if you can actually find a mentor you got to go all in and go 90% in if they give you the access so i i fully agree with what you're saying but i don't think it's really being Defined the way it should be people talk about a mentor like it's this tiny little side hustle thing i'm gonna go meet with my mentor
0: no i let me let so let me put some legs on that because i even want to say you might not like what you get when you sign up to be get a mentor either right because you know mentor ain't always what people think it is mentor getting a mentor actually is getting a a whole lot of work like they don't they don't sign up for that what they think is that the mentor is going to tell them all the stuff to do Right. Tell me how, how to do all this stuff. It's not always like that. I remember the first you, the first thing I worked with you on was a Shinedown music video, a very expensive Shine Down music video. You yeah. gave me a list of things to do and said, I need these done by tomorrow. I had never done any of those things. You put right. me at the job site and said, I have a fire truck coming. I have special effects coming. I have wardrobe coming. I have four other trailers coming. Figure out where they go so they don't get in the way of my set.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 wh- well, what? But, you, but, but at the same time, like, you don't just throw that on people, right? You look at the level of competence of a, of the people that you're with, right? And so you would, it, w- it would be cruel to say, like, ah, look, I thought they were successful, right? So when I find people that I think are competent, which to me is, like, the greatest level of success, right? Competent people, that is, like, that's already being successful, now it's time to just leverage that competency into a financial reward. Mm. But the ability to be competent and to be well-spoken and to be insightful and to be um, shower and smell good and show up and you can talk to people and you know they don't mind, all those things It's is, is competence. And when you have that, then you can hand somebody a list. And because they're not as close to it as you are, that's what delegating does right it's like hey you can handle these things there's there's nothing scary here and i i think we always joke and if you don't know what's going on or something goes wrong just buy time just stall just stall. <laughs> figure it it out and so it it really is though you have to get to a place where then i think where you're going to is like then the things you're doing kind of matter you know like where you're getting that you know re, that that real mentor. I mean, mentor doesn't even do it justice, right? I mean, it's really, yeah. a, it's really hardcore a, apprenticeship. You know, well, kind of has all the, has all the weight of like an evangelical men's group where they all just get together and they're like, Oh, I watched porn this week again. And the guy's like, Oh my gosh, I did too. Oh brother. I did too. Let's pray. Right. And they come back the next week. Oh, I watched porn again this week. Oh, me too. And, and so it's a men's group. It's like mentoring. Maybe there's one guy that watches porn less than the other guy. So he's like the sage, but it it doesn't, it doesn't go anywhere. It's just, it's a support group, right? It's not a men's group and it's not a mentorship. And a lot of things that I see people tapping into are kind of like weird support groups.
0: Uh, You know, and and I'll say that too. So let me add a a more of a detail around some, some of this mentorship. You can have a mentor that you've never met and they know nothing about you because so long as
2: probably the best kind.
0: Right. And so like, for instance, another person I've, I started following was because of you was, um, oh, he did transformers. Um, say it again, Michael Bay, Michael Bay. Yeah. Right. Like he doesn't yeah. know who I am. Right. I'm stealing this stuff all, constantly. Right. right? Yeah. That's, that's part of the, you know, if imitating somebody else's work and you find somebody good and you imitate it constantly. When we were working on a music video, we went to uh, a bookstore. These are places that have books in them where hmm. you can buy I'm, those I'm... things.
2: I do remember those.
0: Right, right. Um, And so most people under the age of twenty don't know. I have any idea what those are. Probably thirty now. Uh, But Starbucks,
2: all the books in the back.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Uh, And so we were going through magazines, finding inspiration from yeah. these, from photographers and right. looking at their, and I'm like, what are we doing? And you're just going through all these books, looking for somebody one way or another to say, oh yes, that's what I'm thinking of. This has been tried before. How do I put this together? How does this inspire me with what I'm doing? And so when you're imitating somebody, you're finding people who are already good at it. And you're trying to duplicate that again. You're imitating them. You're learning, like babies learn how to walk. Right. And you do that until you get to the point where you can run. And you're not even thinking about that person in the same way anymore, but they've influenced you to get to where you currently are.
2: I, I did that all the time early in my career. I was a big fan of John Woo, Hong Kong action, cinema, slow motion. And I would show up on the set with three or four things. I was going to steal directly from John Woo. It was on my shot list and I could never do it. I either never got to it. I wasn't able to pull it off and, but it got me there. It got me, Hey, I'm, I'm going to do that shot. I'm going to do I, and I just could never really pull it off. and But I'd always do it, and for whatever reason, it, it got me to the set with this idea that I could do something, even though I rarely pulled it off. It gave me something. It gave me a direction. And I think that's yes. important.
0: And so the next part, and there's one more after this, is output. And this is this is in the form of imitating, too. Output, <clears throat> you really have to get your hands dirty. There's only so much... Uh, reading about housing and finding a, men- a mentor and, and, you know, uh, imitating that you can do before you get your hands dirty. At this point, if you haven't gotten the things you need to get to start doing the things you want to do because you've found the input, you've, you've found the person you can imitate, you got to start saying, okay, this is how he did it. Like you just said with John Wu, I'm going to try and do it. And that's the output side, man. Like, you have to start getting things out. And this is where I think the 30 sunrises comes in. Everybody will have a camera. Everybody will say they're a filmmaker. A lot of people have gone to school for it, and they have no output. Right?
2: right. In 30 pictures straight in a month. I mean – I've lowered the bar to can you actually just post a picture once a day on a social media platform and, 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 write a form of copy. Let less people accomplish that than 30 sunrises. Oh my goodness. Shut up. Yeah. I mean, you want to really question what the heck you're doing and the sort of meaninglessness that when you're doing something that the sort of sense of like, does anybody care? What am I try posting once a day? And and write a couple sentences about what you are posting. Um pe- people can't do it. I've seen some pretty high-level people who are like, oh, I'll take you up on that dome. Like real, and they're like, like day 20, they're like, oh, I'm done. I'm done. Like it's it's there is something about having to create and, and produce every day in a very particular way. It just, it just breaks people. And I think yeah. that, that's why I wonder with what you're saying. I, I, I wonder if anyone's listening and they're thinking like, Hey, this, this, this is all really great stuff. Like, I don't know if any of that really matters. I mean, I, and I hate to reduce it, but like, and tell you want something, that costs more or you have to provide in such a way in your life that is more than what you currently have. I don't know if the majority of people, and that's I think fine maybe, but you gotta, you gotta get a couple feet in the hole before you start really thinking about all the things that you're talking about. Like, you know, oh, I, so I was just talking to someone it was really really crazy. Um, good friend, pretty sure he's about as liberal as you can get, like liberal, liberal, liberal. And we were having a conversation. He had some questions about business. We had this great conversation. And at the end, I said, well, at point I, I said, "Hey, it, it sounds like what you're talking about is how are you going to make more money?" And like, honestly, I'm just a good dude. I've known him for years. And I know that we've never talked about anything. We've been around scenarios where I know he is with every liberal. So I, I know where he's coming from, but we've had a really good working relationship, just sort of business. And it came to like him saying, I've never thought about the goal of having to make money. I thought that just should never be the goal to make more money and and, and but I, and I was like, well, is there a reason? And he said, well, we finally were able to get one of my kids into a private school last year and it starts in junior high and then at dinner the other night my other child that's a few years younger said something to the extent of like, am, am I ever going to be able to get into that private school, dad? And he said, I don't have the money to put a second kid into private school. And he's like, and for the first time I thought to myself, I have to go make more money. And I'm really struggling with that. Um, and I, and I, and I understood where he was coming from based on his worldview and those things. Um, and we had a great conversation, but the point being is
0: <laughs> yeah. you have,
2: to have, you have to have something which I think kind of goes back to what you were saying a little bit earlier. There's got to be something a little bit bigger going on in regards to why do any of this. Right. So um, it's the opening, <laughs> to what you say on every episode, which I could never repeat. Right. So if you're single, get married. Okay. Well, if you're single and you're thinking about getting married, man, it might you're, you're thinking about how do you provide for that? Right. And then you yeah. get Then you might have a kid. And then how are you going to pay for that? And everything that comes with that. All all these things get you in the game in a very sobering way that just makes everything a little bit more real. Everything is okay. This This is not a joke. If I get the opportunity to sit down with Elon Musk for 30 days, not see my family, Not see my wife, not see my friend, like that, like, no, I'm taking it. Like, cause it means everything because I have to provide all these things. And so the ability to provide on even the most basic level, it requires a lot and that means you need opportunities and that means you have to work and that means whether it's working harder or smarter it's got to be one or the other those things make you really start to sober up to all the points that you're making i
0: believe i don't like anything you just said
2: yeah most most people don't and it's hard that's why i don't even talk anymore i don't know how you got me <laughs> Morning, I actually, you just caught me in a weird, vulnerable moment where you kind of tricked me. I thought I was driving down to hang out with you. I was ready to get in the car. Then you were like, here's the link. So, I mean, I, <laughs> I, I've even not wanted to talk about this stuff any, anymore because I don't know how to talk about it. I
0: anymore. think you have to, though. But this is, you You just, for me, as we were talking, I'm thinking that we have a pandemic of people who are not willing to engage with the beauty that they're creating naturally. But it sounds like from the way you're talking about it is that we have, it's not that we're just getting outworked. We have people who are not even trying to do the basic things so that they don't have to figure out how to provide, right? There's another thing going on where, you know what, if, if I do get married, that does take on a whole nother set of responsibilities and duties for me that I don't know if I'm ready for. So I'm going to wait until I'm ready. And then I'm going to do those things. Then instead of saying, you know what? Marriage is beautiful. I should get married. And if I do those things that I know I need to develop and create and work on, I'll work harder to pursue those things. And so I'm thinking like, Oh man, you know, the, lgbtqia plus movement and the social justice movement and the liberals and the left they're just flat out out working us but they probably have stronger passions than we do just on a basic level
2: yeah i don't know how to touch that one but but i think in in the um just because i'm never i never want to concede that just my own
0: yeah i don't either But, but D, part of it that I'm looking at is, man, like where they're just, I look at them out working in so many ways. They're such a small mind. I mean, there was no question when black people could not vote in America, how much value they brought to a nation just by the work ethic that they had. Like we had during the time where black people couldn't vote, we had a place called Black Wall Street. Right. After yeah. they turned it, tore it down and burnt it down the first time.
2: But you had, black, it. you had the black family and you had black investments and you had the black. I mean, there was before, I mean, before black voting. Right. This is
0: like, all before black voting. Right. And so right. this is a, a minority group that is outworking everyone else. Just, you um,
2: but that group, but, but by the way, that group, I keep my eye. It's weird. The things I keep my eye on, um, the black owned black financial the earn your leisure movements that are out there. If you go, if you were just to go follow, earn your leisure on Instagram. Um, That form of segregation is coming back. And I don't know what to think of it just yet. I'm just watching it. You know, there was a lawsuit about a group of investors that were only going to fund black, you know, women, black owned businesses. And was that against was was that legal to give out, you know, um, and you see the list of how many black billionaires are there how many black owned businesses are being um funded like all, all this stuff but but the point is is that you have a people group marking out who they believe constitutes that group and right. they are their financial system around that and i'm watching that um i think inherently there's some really Interesting things about that, but we're so messed up over civil rights, we don't know what we're allowed to do anymore and not do. And way, way, wait, wait. Is that is that what Martin Luther King Jr. said? But by the way, he's not God. So I mean it's not canon. I can't just well like I don't care if Martin, like we're we're in a very weird place. I'm just watching that in regards to who's funding who and why they're doing it. I'm keeping my eye on that. I just have a fascination with watching how those systems work you know, but, but that work, it's interesting. You, you, as you were saying that it also, um, I had someone kind of, it, it, it wasn't a sneak attack, but it was, I I had someone who was, um, or talking to my wife and I, and they said, Hey, um, we're doing some work with couples and marriage and, you know, and, I'd love to get some insights on you guys in your marriage. And I was like, stop. I was like, stop. I was like, you, you ain't getting no marriage advice from me. I was like, just stop, you know? And, uh, I was like, um, in front of my wife, <laughs> I get the marriage advice, you know, like, I was like, we're not, we're not doing this, you know? Um, and he was like, well, no, no, I think it'd be, I said, look, I said, I'm, I spend most of my time trying to figure out how to just keep, everything going. I'm, I'm, I'm not the guy to give you, here's how to do it. Like I'm, I'm in the, you know, I'm, I'm trying to correct all my mistakes all the time. Um, and thankfully I have a wife that works with me on doing that. But, but as you were talking, I said, you know, and you got to be really careful thinking you're going to drop a little bit of knowledge in the room, especially with your spouse. You know, cause you may even say something that's true, but if you're a hypocrite, right? Like it's just, <laughs> she'd be like, uh, what would you
1: say?
2: <laughs> or uncomfortable. But I said, I said, here might be an interesting question for marriage counseling. And I think, I think this ties into what you're talking about. And I, and I, I need you to have this land. So if you clip this, it doesn't look like I'm on here giving marriage advice. So you, you have to make this land on in the context of what we're talking about. Okay. I said something that might be really good to ask, and I know this can go both ways, but I'm just giving you one direction. It might be a good question to ask any married couple is, is to ask the wife is what your, do do you think what your husband does is difficult on any level? I said, I think that's a question worth asking. On any level. And the gentleman I was with just kind of went, oh, what well, oh, well. And I said, look, I'm not trying to be snarky. And and this isn't me. This isn't a, me talking about women. This isn't me talking about men. I'm, ta- I'm talking about If you think your husband just gets up and goes and does that. I mean, he's a good, he's like, he's a hard worker. He goes there, but it it ain't that hard. That to me is like, oh, and by the way, it might not be that hard, right? It might not be. But. If it's not that hard, I would guarantee that that honeydew list is going to be even longer and longer and longer and longer. Well, because it's not like your job's not that hard. I mean, and so I think this ties back to then what is what is work? How does a man providing for his family? Mm. And by the way, it's, it's on the man to articulate that. Look, if, if you, if you're making it look easy, you know, um, and I, and I, you know, if, then you, you may be the reason why there's no real understanding of what's going on, you know, um,
0: did my one wife of, call you or something? I'm just trying to figure the, out what's going on. No, like, is this, I, no, I is this an not. intervention? Did the elders <laughs> I, say like, hey, call them? I, 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 is this, I feel like I'm the one getting set up right now. What's going on?
2: One of the most amazing things my wife ever said to me, and once again, this is like, you are running. You know, as men, we think we're saying something very clear and simple. And sometimes we can just realize, like, why would you ever say that? You know? So I think I'm okay on this one. But I, I remember something that really struck me, something that really changed me profoundly in the last couple of years. Something my, my wife said to me is we were we'd stayed somewhere at a hotel and I went and gotten the upgrade or whatever. And I got us a suite or something. And, and the next morning she said, um, how much was the room? I said, don't I said, don't 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 worry about it because I'm cool. Right. Don't don't, don't worry about it. I got this, right? And she said, "You know, it'd be a lot more impressive if I knew how much it cost." And I was like, "Oh my gosh! Like, what? Am, what have I been doing?" Mm. Um, and it, uh, I mean, it, re- it really, like,
0: yo, can I just tie this in real quick? I just hope everybody kind of got a taste of that because. Like Christ totally did that for us. How much did it cost? Mm. Clearly laid it out. His life, his mm. blood, God himself had to come down, wrap himself in flesh to free us from our bondage. Leave, leave it for me to go back to the church. I take it back to church. Well, <laughs> but Love your
2: wife as Christ loved the church. And so, you know, we talk about that and we say that, but it's like, this comes back to like, do your, like, do you think your spouse is, you know, out there doing something? And again, it works. It works the other way too, right? I mean, X. what do you think your wife is doing all day? Mm. You Do you think it's hard? Do you think it's difficult what she's doing? I mean, I'm just, it might not be, right? But do you, right? And so is there a way for couples to be communicating the hard work they're both putting in? So that that magic is like, dang, I gotta go. Mm. I gotta go kill today for her because she's killing it. You know what I mean? Like, my my goodness, you know what I mean? And so again, I you gotta preach. I get get a little worried on marriage counseling advice segments, but I think I'm I'm trying to put in the context of work and I am able to do. kind of work I do I'm able to put the the hours in um because my because my wife is saying like I got your back like I like I know this is gnarly I know this is difficult like I've got your back and so if you got to go for a week if you got to go for a month like it's that serious. Like if this is what you have to do, she says, I, I know that there is no one promising you a dollar. You don't work for a company. You don't have a pension plan. You don't have a 401k. She, she's, I, 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 I know to do anything with you. So I am and and in return, I'm, I bring it back to her and everything grows around here and there's new additions and there's things being built and there's more meals being done. And there's a fountain getting put into the middle of my driveway and new driveways are being, paths are being put in, you know, I just, I, I just bring it back and she takes it and it's food and it's children being fed and it's, and then they get bigger and they, I just, and so, but that understanding, um, I think, to get hot, to get hot is to be like, we're going to that next level. Mm. Getting hot is okay. Look, getting hot for me is I have a barn and I want to restore it. Okay. That's a half a million dollars. Now it's cute. We see barn restorations and we watch shows. I I want a barn on my property restored. I need an extra half a million dollars. Let's just be real for a moment. I need an extra half a million dollars. It don't matter if I go borrow the money. It, don't, it, 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 it doesn't matter how I get the money, but I have to get it and I, I got to pay it back. What? where am i going to get another half a million dollars where am i going to get a half a million dollars for something as like a barn restoration which we just think is a knocklist and oh we're going to get married at that barn that they restored not even thinking someone put a million dollars into restore a barn somewhere that you're renting for 1200 bucks for the day i mean mm. it's funny to build things right so for me to restore a barn or send my kids to college or a trade school or a whatever it takes money that no one else is paying for. I gotta get hot. I gotta get double hot. And I got four kids, so I gotta get quad hot. Like mm. I gotta get hot. It's not about being flashy. It's not about boasting. Bro, I, I gotta get hot because I want something. I could pull everyone together and say, we're downsizing, 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 fine. If that's what I wanted to do, then guess what? I don't got to get as hot. And that's cool. Some people find that and they go, but I would like a barn restored. I would like a pool. A thing in Southern California, you just grew up with. They just threw in a pool. You bought a house, here, have a pool. It wasn't, there was no value. Just everyone had a pool. I want a pool now. I'm in North Idaho. That's another couple hundred thousand dollars to get a pool. I would like a pool. Well, I got to go. And so it's not like I just decide who can I rip off because now I'm at right. seven- I want the barn at five and then I want the pool at two. Then I got to heat the pool year round because I want it year round. I want to swim in the winter. So that's going to be a thousand bucks. Probably it, it could be 2000 bucks a month. Well, now you're getting crazy don't? Well, guess what? I'm going to go get crazy. I'm going to go get hot so I can do some stupid thing that I want. I don't have hobbies. I've never blown a stupid dollar on a figurine or a video game or a man trip. I I don't, I don't buy guns. I don't buy ammo. I, I don't have one hub. So look, everyone has a right to blow their money, but in order I'm at 700,000 now. All right. Well, I have to figure out how I'm going to work really, 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 really hard
0: for and another- bless somebody else.
2: Are you kidding me? All that money being spent, that's contractors, that's equipment, that's all that. And that comes back to the first thing you said about building houses. You want to get a big picture. I don't want to just think, I work hard, to get money, I buy stuff. Come on. Full picture. I want the full picture that when I go find how to make this money and work hard, that money is now has an economic footprint that's working all the way through the community and what's being brought in, to the, to the truck driving it in, all that, to the... Like I want to have a sense of that because God has required of us to have a sense of His world and how all of that connects
0: together. Is is that is that a chance for me to speak now? Because this is this is Work Wednesday, uh, hosted by Darren Doan and special guest Chocolate Knox. Man, D, you just, you know, this reminds me of, I don't know if you remember this conversation. We were doing, we were at Liberty University.
2: People that aren't richer than you. Say that again? Don't listen to people uh, who aren't wealthier than you. Mm. Look, I don't have a formula for success for anybody. Okay? But I've made some money. Like I I can tell you some stuff and it doesn't mean you got to go do it. It probably won't work for you. Just, but if you want to go, go talk to people like who have more than you. Don't just listen to people who have opinions or say they talk about this stuff. Go look when I want to talk. I talk to people who have more money than me when it comes to business and like I I need to talk to people that have X amount, that have done X amount. I know have, like I, I want to talk to, make sure it's real. Don't just go talk to someone that you know what the house looks like and the car looks like. Now, some of that can be deceiving. Okay, but make sure it's intentional. Mm. De- deception. Farmers, it's intentional. I get it. But for most people, no, they just can't afford a new car. I'm just saying, so if we're talking business, make sure you talk to people that that truly have done it.
0: That's but all. there's there's something to that too, and this is why I was going to bring up the story. You said some people can't can't really afford a new car. We don't know coming up without parents and fathers, the idea, and, and this goes back to what you were talking about with, um, there's nothing driving you to be better or get more. Right. And and here's, here's what I mean by that. And you did this for me. We were in an elevator. We were working at Liberty, working on a project there and we were going from one floor to the next. And we, you did this twice. One of them was with alcohol and teaching my children what it means to be responsible with the gifts God gave us. <laughs> you hit me with that one. But then in the next elevator, it was like theology in the elevator. But um, I was about to have my fourth kid and we had a car and we didn't have a, a vehicle. There was only one vehicle. And I remember you saying, wait a second, you're um, in this industry. You only have one car and you live in Georgia. He's like, why haven't you? And you asked me, why haven't you gotten your wife another vehicle? And I said, well, I can't afford it. And, then, and I remember you looked at me and said, you're a big boy. Go make more money. Ouch. And then you walked out of the elevator. That was the Ouch. Because I had to sit there and process that for a second and say, you, ex- you looked at me and said, you're a grown man. I'm hiring you to do jobs. You're a skilled and capable person. This goes back to the same thing when you threw me in the, 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 the lion's den with the, with the set and say, yeah. hey, here goes my truck. I expect you to act a particular type of way as a human being made in the image of God. You can make stuff. You can work hard. You can produce. Go right. do it. I left. That event, and that week, I went out and got myself approved for a minivan. And we had two vehicles, and I haven't missed one payment on that thing and paid the whole thing off, right? And and, 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 and it made me think it's like I'm sitting here with my hands closed grasping instead of planting. And because <laughs> of it. You, you
2: think about in America, not Africa, but in America <laughs> today, well, no, because there's different types, like in Africa, it's like you live by faith, like, well, they might kill me, you know, um, if you're in the Sudan. But I mean, like in in America, your faith is tested by like, you should get another car and then figure out how to pay for it. God, God will provide. Oh, well, now it's like. Wait, are you allowed to be charismatic in that category? You know, it's like, well, yeah, I think you are. You, like, we're blessed here in America. So the only thing you could really do to, to really kind of live by faith is just buy more stuff. That's so out of context. But... <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you not, did.
2: That's not going to land. But, I mean, but, like, meaning... I need to go do this. I need, I need to get a bigger place for my family. I need to go get another car. I need to figure out how to help my kids get a car. I need to, okay, I need to, all right, I'm going to stretch. I'm going to find like, man, I, I have enough to get me through three months, but maybe not six months, but you know what? I can get through those three months and then that will help me do like faith in America I think has has this burden, this responsibility that it's like it's about growing and about building and blessing people like there's just different, just different environments and different cultures at different time in history just require your faith being put into a different bucket.
0: And I think, too, though, I think there's a bigger conversation. I think that's part of the conversation. But I think that. The faith is a secondary issue to the risk-adverseness. Maybe it's not. It's actually connected. We are so risk-adverse. At least I know I am. And it's been one of those things that I think comes with being a slave is that you refuse to take the the challenge of, man, freedom is hard. Like, we always judge the children of Israel out in, out in the wilderness. But I'm sorry. Once you come from a form of slavery, like they had everything given to them— you got to remember, they weren't complaining about being under the bondage of slavery. They were complaining about the things that were given to them while they were in slavery, the onions, the water, you know, everything that was there that was naturally there. That's all they could see. And when you're in that environment, you, you think about like, where's the stuff that's supposed to be naturally given to me versus, oh, I better figure out how to go make the things that I need in order for us to be able to survive. Freedom is far rougher than slavery. And people don't get that. They think that they have freedom. There should be this robe of, of red uh, carpet laid out with strawberries and berries and, and food all over the place for them to eat. But no, no, you have to make that stuff. You got to make the red carpet. You have to make the food. You have to create all of that in an environment for exchange. And that's the part where I think we we don't want to do that kind of work because that you could lose something. And everybody's so afraid of what they could lose that they never really take any risks.
2: Well, yeah i mean i look yeah i mean i fight that all the time i mean I, I i know exactly what you're saying i think everyone knows what that's what that's like right i mean that's i just, live
0: like that. yeah unfortunately yeah. i try and fight that too
2: or you know i i was i had, I had alec angerbretson over he was filming something for canon plus and kind of following me around for a few days and, and and just there at six in the morning me getting my coffee and he's just filming me he's like what do you think about this early in the morning? <laughs> I said, I think about how not to lose all this. Mm. I start with fear. Like I start with fear, good or bad. I, I don't know. He just asked the question. I said, I just think every morning, Lord, how do I not lose all this? And I, I don't know if that's the right motivation or not, but I'm just saying, I look around like you're saying, I go, I don't want to lose this. You know, so um, I'm constantly thinking in terms of, of that. And I I don't know if it's healthy. I've, I don't know, you know, but I've been saying, but that's, I definitely know what that feels like. So when I do talk about this stuff and I I always give that qualification, especially in no quarter November, I don't call you and say, Hey, David, you put, you need to put me on the show. I got some stuff I want to talk about, you know? people call me like you and say, Hey, jump on. I'm like, Hmm, I, <laughs> I didn't ask for this. I don't, you know, but I want to be cordial and be like, okay, like if you think this is worth your time, I will give you that time. And if there's value out of this, you know, then okay. Yeah. Um, I, I don't have a lot of little things that I think wrap up pretty with a bow and everything. But I think the, um, my takeaway from this current, which you've got me thinking about even more today is like, Um, working hard seems to correlate most with, with why, what, what is the thing you're actually trying to get, which is nothing wrong with that. And then on top of that, and to the glory of God, in what way does that glorify God and how it touches other people? Um, but I think without that first, um, That first identifying kind of need that's gonna require more out of you, it is very hard. But that goes back to why I think people should right find find a person worth dying for. Mm. And then and then go do that. You know, like that's um and the longer you're in a marriage and the longer you have a, a track record of blowing it and then having grace and being forgiven. Um, it should motivate you even more to figure out how do I really die for this person? Because you're, because you're experiencing that forgiveness. You're, you're experiencing the, the, the forgiveness um, that Christ offers, but, but you've got that daily, you know, and most women aren't blowing it every day in their marriage but men have a really good track record and so that that forgiveness then turned into support and respect and encouragement should should make a man want to go and just and just die every day doing the hardest thing possible to provide you know that's that's my take
0: and I can't say anything to up that one, bro. Like that was. I wish you could see all the comments. You'll have to go back and look at the comments and see how people are commenting. They're oh, very grateful for your time. Say that again.
2: I had no idea there was comments flowing somewhere.
0: Yeah, they're they're all over the place. Facebook, YouTube, X, Rumble. They're all over the place, and we're Uh-oh. in spaces right now too. Hey, I want you guys to go find Darren Doan or the uh, Doan Creative Agency on social media platforms. He's worth following a lot of good content there. He's teaching you a lot about how the marketing works on social media, just the cultural context we're in. Um, I've been studying Darren since 2010. <laughs> so I've seen that's a long time. I've seen a lot of great things. Um, just one takeaway. He has said it again before we go. Go find you somebody worth dying for. That couldn't been a better thing for today. I said get hot, but that's it. Like that's how you do it. Go find you somebody worth dying for and it will if ugh, if God gave Adam Eve, you need to go find your Eve. Find you somebody worth dying for. All right. This is work Wednesday because there's donut there's because there's no donut trees in the garden. Get to work. Donut down not it.